0: Hello there, friends. This is Spencer Michaud, and today we're going to be talking about the Sun moving into the second decan of Taurus. This will be a period of time between April the 29th up until May the 10th. So this is something where we're going to be experiencing a conjunction with the Sun with Uranus. We'll talk about that today. We're going to see an overcoming square from Saturn to the Sun as well. Um, as well as a, a last quarter moon phase during this period of time also. So we'll get to that. We'll talk a little bit about the sun being on the fixed star Menkar. Um, and of course, we will break down some tarot significance, um, the diamond and spirit of the Deccan, and do a little I Ching reading to hopefully bring some peace of mind to you during these interesting times that we're experiencing. So let's uh, take a look at it here. Hope that you're all hanging in there after the full moon in Scorpio. I will have to admit, I've been having uh, some challenging times lately. Um, For those of you who haven't been following along on the channel lately, or if you're new here, um, I've been talking a lot about this decan in particular relating to R- steady rhythms, natural rhythms that we may have in our life and trying to be productive through showing up day after day. And with Uranus here with the sun and, and Uranus making contact with Mercury and Venus and all those things, some, some of our um, daily routines have really been uh, shaken up a little bit, I think. And that's been true for me, um, especially I, I have a, the moon in this decan of Taurus. And um, Saturn's really been bearing down on that moon along with Uranus and uh, my mom's been in in and out of the hospital over the last couple weeks. Um, she's had some challenges with uh, having a, she had an aneurysm a few few years ago and has been having complications on and off from that for the last few years. And um, she went through a, a, a pretty serious health scare over the last week, but has kind of um, started to come come out of it. Thank goodness, and hopefully she's on her path to recovery. So. I just did wanna reach out and say thank you to everyone who's been sending well wishes for that. And um, hopefully we've, we've turned a corner here. But when you're going through emotional things like that, and uh, it, it does make it difficult to kind of do your everyday types of things. So uh, I'm curious if, if any of you have had some kind of disruption to your routines, especially with something coming to a head uh, at this full moon that we experienced in Scorpio. Um, because I, I think it's going around. I've been talking to some friends of mine, and they've had some challenging emotional things come up. And um, I hope that we're getting over the the hump here, though, and that we're able to maybe start beginning the journey back to some, some types of normalcy in our life. I guess I'm not even sure what that means anymore. Normalcy is a strange word to me, and we've been tossing it around uh, in interesting ways um, as far as, you know, the pandemic goes and the new normal and all of these types of things. But um, it is nice to have certain routines and rhythms that we experience. And I think that the sun moving through Taurus too is shining a light on what types of rhythms will bring um, fertility. What types of uh, challenges we might have to our potentially outworn routines and rhythms? I think this is something that Uranus is doing in this period of time, is shaking us up out of our normal routines. Um, and then Saturn being a part of the equation is, you know, really bringing some sobriety. I guess this is something I talked about with Venus and Saturn being in a square in my last video. Saturn's really bearing down on both of those planets and all those planets in Taurus and really saying, hey, there's there's some limitations that you have to work within and there may be some, some crystallized things where um, you may feel like there is some things that are out of your control that may be making it difficult to uh, do things the way that you've normally always done them. And uh, again, like we're, we are experiencing some things where the collective good and the actions that we have to take to contribute to the collective good. Maybe, uh, it may feel like they're interfering with our personal pursuit of pleasure our personal, um, pursuits with growth and things of that nature. So uh, again, I think those are kind of the main themes that I can pick out of this, this transit that we're experiencing here. And I guess the the thing that I will say is that, you know, this is a deccan and a sign in, in general, Taurus, that does not always have to look, um, it doesn't always have to be pretty, you know, like some of the, the times when you're planting the seeds in your garden, your hands get dirty, uh, you know, you may get blisters on your fingers, you may be exhausted from all the hard work, but it's a preparatory phase that helps you to create a later flowering and a later abundance. And I think that, Considering that Aphrodite in Greek mythology was married to the blacksmith Hephaestus, who was, you know, had some was not the most attractive of the Olympian gods. In fact, he was the least attractive, but he was one of the most skilled and one of the most hardworking, and he created beautiful things, even though he himself uh, was very simple and plain. And um, I think that that's one of the things to really think about with Taurus as well is. How can we kind of strip things down to their essence and live in simplicity, do the hard, dirty work that we need to do to be able to create the abundance of summer that we hope for, you know, and to be able to bring things into fruition. This is seed planting time. This is preparing our fields. This is trying to find the right moment to plant those seeds. I mean, as a gardener, you know, especially in a place like Michigan, Michigan is it's just batshit crazy when it comes to weather. We we have 30-degree swings of weather from one day to the next. Um, I believe recently we had a 40-degree day, and then it was like 80 degrees yesterday. So it's just it's a little insane. But one of the things that you have to think about when you're gardening in an environment like this is at any time, you could have a frost or or something like that a late season frost and you have to know when that right moment is to be able to put the the little seedlings that you may have been starting indoors outside and when it's safe to do so and when it's safe to put them in the ground i mean there've been rules around here about you know it's safe after mother's day for frost warnings but even then it, it sometimes can be a little shifty where, where i live but again it's finding that right moment to plant the little seedling into the ground or the seed itself and then the care necessary to bring it into to full term. So again, the daimon associated with this deccan were were the Horai, which were goddesses of the seasons. And they were very much revered by farmers because they were helping to bring about consistency, uh, fertility, abundance. It was helping to do the the, the steady, hard work that was necessary to, to be able to create that sense of growth. All right, so let's just take a look at the the what we've got going on here from a planetary perspective. So you can see here, as I'm recording this on Thursday, the 29th, we're heading right into the sun making a conjunction with Uranus. Okay, so we've got the sun co-present with Uranus, with its host Venus, uh, and then with Mercury. Mercury during this period of time is also going to be make it making its evening rise around the, f- the 3rd of May. So this is another important moment where we're going to be having an awareness of what needs to be done to deal with our resources. This is a really going to be an, a moment that is speaking very loud. The weekend of the 2nd and 3rd is going to be a really important one as we are moving into that coming, coming through Sunday and Monday of this week here. So, yeah, we're going to be getting sh- shakeups with Uranus. Um, normal routines may get thrown off a little bit. I guess full disclosure another thing that may be throwing my routine off a little bit and uh i've been struggling with some lethargy lately i've just been you know really drained emotionally and burnt out and i've really just kind of wanted to take a break from putting my mug on camera and finding interesting things to say (laughs) like this because i do take this very seriously and I, i want to be very helpful and sometimes when you when your tank is just super low it's it's hard to to be a source of strength for others, you know, and sometimes you have to give that to yourself. That could also be something we're doing with Taurus season. And one of the things I've been really looking forward to this week that is a really nice, just distraction for someone with a very analytical Virgo brain um, is, is what I like to call football Christmas. It's the NFL draft this week. And I don't know. I know people in the spiritual community have mixed feelings about sports and football in particular, but it's something that, from my childhood, I, i've always um, I've always appreciated. It was a a, a sport that, um, coming from a family that was, you know, spent most of their weekends in Wisconsin, the Green Bay Packers were a, a team that has sort of a religious following. It's not just a sports team there. It's it's really a, it's almost like a cult-like following. And I just had a lot of really good memories of spending time with my family and, you know, unifying around uh, the sport. And I look at it as a, a, a dance, a ballet. Um, I see a lot of beauty in the aspirational nature of some of the the, the athletes themselves that are trying to t- take their bodies to the very limits and to uh, try to maximize their potential. The draft to me is a special moment because it is the fulfillment of many of these young men's hopes and dreams that they've been dreaming about this moment for their entire life. And to see them fulfill a childhood dream is really inspiring to me. Um, I totally understand that, that the the um, professional sports itself are, have some problematic drawbacks that I'm completely aware of. With you know, especially the NFL, with some safety concerns, and with you know, just any any person that is making millions and millions of dollars while, while others are suffering is difficult too. Um, but I think that what I connect with with it is that sense of hope. And um, again, the analytical part of it to me that the being able to project into the future, like astrology is, it's a similar skill, it's being able to take a look at a, a, a data set, and, and to, um, you know, look at film, look at numbers, look at athletic testing, and be able to project how that will turn out in the future is extraordinarily satisfying to me and the way that I think about um, things in general. Um, again, it, for an analytical person, it's a it's a dream come true. So, I've been distracted by f- what I call football Christmas this week. Uh, but again, it, it's a, it's a nice little distraction from some of the difficult things that I've been going through in my life, and and a connection to maybe some of my uh, the joy that I had as a child uh, doing things. I, I used to collect um, sports cards as a kid, and was it was really. Uh, involved in athletics i was a hockey player and a baseball player Um, i also played soccer Uh, i did a, a lot of different sports growing up and um i used to be the kid that would take a you know this is like a little burgeoning like accountant stock market kid but i would go buy baseball cards and i had a subscription to this magazine called beckett magazine and it was basically like the Wall Street Journal for, for sports cards, where they would show you whether a, a card was trending upwards or downwards, and you could, you know, you'd be like, Oh, I have this valuable thing. And and um I always just really enjoyed the that aspect of things. I think in a different life, I may have made a decent economist or something like that. Um, although I will I will say that that the way that my value system has been trending, I've been you know really embracing i think a lot more and being attracted to a lot more to more of a i don't know social democracy type of experience where we're really trying to to make sure that everybody has enough rather than have it be this uh this game that maybe is rigged a rigged system so uh, I, but as a kid i didn't really understand all of that so again when we come to awareness as an adult that can shift our perspectives on things and and whatnot, but anyway, so that, that's a long-winded answer of saying that, that there may be something going on in your life that could be disrupting your everyday routine, a distraction of some sort, a realization, a breakthrough with your resources uh, and things of that nature. So th- this is what I'm looking at with all of the planets on the, in, in Taurus. And I, I would be remiss if I wasn't to point out that we have this overcoming square From Saturn and Jupiter uh, from Aquarius. So even though we might want to take pleasure and and figure out what's going on with our resources, Saturn's really asking us to sober up with that uh, and to work within certain limitations. Another thing I've been doing this week that has been interfering with some of my desire to put videos out and things like that, I had to do my taxes this week. And that's that seems like a very Saturnian kind of thing, where you're having to do something that you don't really want to do, and and you may feel a little bit of worry about the future and things like that, and and where your money's going and all of these things. And um, yeah, tax season isn't really fun, and and it's a it's a weird one this year with with COVID and things like that. So um, I, I wish you luck if you're g- going through that process yourself. So that could be another thing we're looking at. Um, we do have a, a sextile with Mars and the, and the Taurus planets. Mars isn't in the best shape right now, moving through its fall in Cancer. And we have a, a waning moon cycle throughout this decade uh, of, of Taurus here with the moon in Taurus 2. I'm sorry, the sun in Taurus 2. So we're going to be going through the phase the, of the solar lunar cycle where we're letting go of things, where we may have a change of heart about something, especially when we get to the last quarter moon we may really run into an existential crisis that may come up at the last quarter moon as well. These are these are themes that come up when we are making a shift from the waxing phase where we're gaining in light to releasing that light. As I'm recording this now, we're kind of moving through the, the disseminating phase where whatever we learned in this last buildup to the full moon, we're able to kind of start digesting it and sharing our wisdom with others. This is sort of what I'm I think doing today is sharing what i've learned from this last cycle which was like i said was a little bit of a difficult one especially with something with the the moon coming to fullness in its fall in scorpio so uh just to recap that full moon we had the full moon at seven degrees of scorpio in a mutual reception with mars in its fall so this was something where we are dealing with difficult circumstances but through the them exchanging resources we may have been able to find a little bit of a silver lining. Um, you know, again, my mom's been in and out of the hospital. She was having some seizures and has had some, some difficulty with like some some stuff in her blood work and things like that. And some of it might have been through some of the habits that that has, have been coming up with her and, and the difficulty with, you know, a lack of mobility and things like that from from being a little bit disabled from her challenges. And maybe silver lining with this is finding uh, some new habits, maybe shifting habits towards some healthier ones, um, maybe understanding that there may have been some things going on underneath the surface that had been neglected for a period of time that that need to be changed. Um, I think that leaving bad habits behind is, is a theme of this full moon. And I'm, I'm curious if if you have uh, if that has come up for you. If there's been some things you've been trying to leave behind at this this lunar cycle as well. So, yeah, a lot, our faith was tested a little bit with this too. I think that this was a another experience where we may have wanted to take action, but we may have not been in the position to do so, and we had to learn a little bit of faith and acceptance as well. Um, Again, when we experience hardship, a lot of the times we want to alleviate that pain right away, and it's, uh, it's never easy. And again, it, it's much harder when it is a situation that is once removed from our own situation. So uh, it's one thing to be able to, to release a habit of your own uh, or to deal with uh, something corrupt in your own personal situation. It's much more difficult to deal with that if it's a family member if it's a situation with your work or with your community or your society or something like that there is times where we might not be able to um, to deal with it directly and that's again where we have to learn what we can and cannot do and accept some of the things we can change and and have faith for to to get assistance with what we can't change you know it's that little serenity prayer right? All right, so that's kind of what we're looking at with the planets here. Um, so whole sign sextiles with Mars and Neptune with, with the sun over this period of time. Whole sign squares with Saturn and Jupiter. Jupiter is trying to help us to move forward and move uh, forward from the past and leave the, the past and embrace the unknown. So taking a leap of faith is important right now. And Jupiter is gonna be moving into Pisces very shortly. Within the next few weeks here, the beginning of May, we're gonna see Jupiter briefly ingress into Pisces. And then it'll slow down and, and move retrograde in the summer and back into Aquarius. But we are gonna get a taste of, of Jupiter returning back to its nocturnal domicile, which I'm looking forward to. I think that, that will, that'll bring some, some positive things. I guess I would say that when that happens, um, understand that it's a preview and some of the things we've been dealing with now, we probably are going to have to deal with again with Saturn turning retrograde in the middle of the month and then Jupiter, you know, retrograding back into Aquarius towards the middle of the summer. All right. So let's take a look at some of the transits here. Now what we are experiencing with the moon I keep saying the moon. I really want the moon to be a player in this. But our first real uh thing that we're gonna be looking at is the sun and uranus. And again, the, the tarot card for this this um uh, deccan is the six of pentacles, and you can see a figure in a red cloak holding a scale, a scale of justice that is giving alms to the poor. And those are potentially the two figures we saw in the five of pentacles that were had fallen on hard times. So this may be uh, a, an experience where we are either creating vitality like the sun might, uh, through our generosity, through sharing with others, through sustaining productive rhythms. Um, Benabel, when excuse me has a really nice quote in her book holistic tarot uh, regarding this card where she says my charity to others returns riches to me sixfold abundance is my birthright so i can tell you i said this a number of times but i have the moon here in this this uh, at 15 degrees of taurus and uh every time i've i've let go of my grip on material reality and just focused on what i could give and and focused on the generosity aspects it really has come back to me in in interesting ways and and especially when i released expectation of how that energy and how those resources were going to be returned to me Um, and i highly recommend taking that tact Uh, with this, with the sun here. And the sun is going to provide awareness of where we may be able to give the resources that we have both at our disposal to, to create more, to generate more material things, whether it's things that we can then offer to our community or whether it's things that support us or sustain us. Um, But again, this is, it's a focal point with the sun. It's an awareness it's a way to create vitality it's a way to um, administrate our lives and take authority I think that the Sun had to do with like kingship in the past and 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 governing things in our life so we can govern in a way where maybe it's time for us to to think about what we can provide for our community I, I've said this in in videos past but um, when we have a strong um, group when we have a strong and healthy society it can provide much better for us as individuals and i I think that's something that i've really had to take into account when we have this overly competitive dog eat dog type of experience we we only can create abundance for a very small fraction of the of the society and then everyone else suffers and everyone thinks that they're gonna be the ones that are gonna win and to come on top. But um, when a system is is disproportionately rigged in favor of some and, and um, oppressive of others, it's even if you work twice as hard, it may be difficult to, to receive the same benefit from it. So again, it's an, it's an encouragement to try to create a healthy balance in your community and, and think about how you can generate Wealth and prosperity, not only for yourself, but for the people that you care about, for your neighbors, for your city, for your state, for your country, for whatever. Um, because again, talk about taxes. If it's taxes, and those taxes ideally should be used to to help people. Um, they should be. They ideally should be used to provide for those that, that can't, maybe through an injury or an illness, or. Or other circumstances beyond their control, um, it should be used for things like infrastructure, that like roads that we share, through taking care of uh, our water systems and things of that nature, uh, to help provide you know farmers with subsidies to to be able to provide the food that we eat. All of those things, um, we really are not islands, and I, I think that that's a something that's difficult sometimes. And this is part of the Saturn and Aquarius. Um, Shift that's happening is really becoming aware that that we may have become isolated, not just through like COVID or the pandemic, but through other ways of thinking that we are, you know, only that our actions are only affecting ourselves. And things like climate change and the forest fires and the West Coast and all of those things have shown us that our actions do affect others, and that we need to take that into account when we're dealing with um our choices so let's look at the chart again so really the sun conjoining uranus here is shaking all those things up uranus was that promethean influence and prometheus was the the titan that stole fire from zeus and was able to uh, give it to humanity hidden in a fennel stock and allow them to be able to provide for themselves and not be so dependent on the gods for for everything that they needed. And he was punished for that, though. He There, there was a, a punishment where Zeus was not happy with this and chained him to a rock and had his liver eaten by a, an eagle or a vulture every day, and it would regenerate every night. So there was suffering that happened through this. So there may be something that we're trying to bring into fruition that you know, it may come through struggle, it may come through secrecy, I don't know. Um, it's it's like this lightning bolt, though, where it's shaking us up. Uh, it is it is shaking us up on an idealized level, though. Robert Schmidt has a really good lecture where he talks about the outer planets. And he talks about Uranus as a transcendental sun, a, a, a solar awareness, a f- point of consciousness that is about the collective much more than the individual. So this may be where we're, our, our idealism is leading to uh, a shakeup, to trying to bring something new into being. And if you look at the the story of Prometheus, he was extraordinarily idealistic. He was he was saying, "Hey, this isn't fair. I mean, you you should take care of this this creation that you made as a god. You know, like this. Should, he, he had a love for humanity." And that's what caused him to do what he did, caused him to rebel. This is another one of the things we talk about with Uranus is rebellion. So there may be something in your life that you have to rebel against the established um, rhythms, the established patterns, the established habits that you may have had in your life um, that will help to shake up the way that you deal with providing for yourself and others. And there may be some suffering involved with that, but it's it's really it's part of the myth itself. Um, Prometheus did it anyway; he had to do it. So there may be something in your life that you you just have to do to to really get yourself out of this rut. I think that as communities we're trying to get out of of you know really ingrained established patterns because we're like oh well that's the way it's always been, and you know hu- human beings are really resistant to change. And sometimes it takes a really intense event to to get us to change because for a lot of people, they're like, well, I'm doing okay. This may not be great, but until the the pain becomes so acute that you just can't bear it anymore, um, a lot of people are willing to just keep on going with a less than ideal situation. But I think that we may be discovering that there's, there's just a a tipping point here where we have to kind of really leave the past behind and we will gain honor for doing so. Jupiter, that's what Jupiter says right now is that there is honor in leaving the past behind. There is merit in making a transition into a new reality. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you're able to do that in your life as well. So another thing, way this could manifest is uh, seeking freedom from doing the, the the things the same way that you've always done, right? You could always you could also potentially experience an unexpected source of support, uh, an unexpected charitable impulse to either be charitable or to receive charity from some organization or individual or something of that nature. I think it could go both ways. Some like shocking event where some like like I don't know you you, uh, you finally get a great benefactor like supporting you, or you're just like, you know what, I'm inspired to support this cause. And I, you know, really didn't realize it in the past, but, I've, you know, there's a lot of value in this, and I want to be the one that that, that is providing uh, that Promethean support. So, it, like I said, it could go both ways. All right, so if we move forward to the May the 3rd. So on the 2nd, just before that happens, Mercury here at 28 degrees of Taurus is going to be making what's called the heliacal rising. I'm, uh, geez, check that, not the heliacal rising. It's gonna be making its evening rise. There's a difference. In, with the inferior planets, Mercury and Venus, there are two types of emerging from the beams. One is a heliacal rising when it is uh, retrograde in motion okay? And one is the evening rise when it is direct. So this is a direct Mercury that is going to be visible in the western sky, the evening sky after the sun sets, um, when it is outside of a 15 degree arc of separation from the sun. So this is where Mercury is finally getting outside of that 15 degree under the beams, getting burnt up by the sun. This is really important because even though like a planet like Venus right now is in its chariot, which means it's protected from the beams and we have a, a, a functional Venus, Mercury has been really getting hit hard by the sun. It's been burnt up. There's been a lot of difficulty with commerce. There's been difficulty with communications. Um, things just don't work as well with a planet like Mercury under the beams when it's not protected by the char- chariot. So this is a moment where Mercury escapes those harmful rays and, and, and makes an announcement of some sort. This was a, a condition of phasis, an omen that speaks. Uh, this, is, this is Hermes returning potentially from Olympus and saying, okay, I've got this mandate from Olympus, from the gods, here's what needs to happen. And there is an exchange again that happens. So really keep your eyes out for that because that's really a big part of what's going on during this, this, this decanic cycle is the, the evening rise, um, the, the evening star phase, the beginning of the evening star phase of mercury. Okay. Mercury's moving really fast right now. I've been I'm trying to put Deccan things on. I can't keep up with it. I believe mercury has been changing Deccans every four or five days, which is crazy. That's really fast for a planet to be, to be moving. Um, but as we move forward from the second to the third, we are in, con- in conjunction with this heliacal rising, which probably is going to be some news that comes to light in the Taurus area of our chart. And really, it's, it's coming to light in the third decan of Taurus, which is probably having to do with, um, well... Third Decan of Taurus, and I'll make a video on this in the next few days with Venus moving into this area of the Zodiac, but third Decan of Taurus is really about taking care of anything that could threaten the the fields that we've just planted. It's like the maintenance mode of protecting our vulnerable new plantings from like insects, pests, disease. It, it's, it's then having faith in the process. It's Sometimes it's getting rid of bad habits and repenting. For misdeeds that we may have done in the past, it's the power of prayer to overcome some of the challenges that we experience. So that we could be feeling a feeling of repentance, we could be feeling something where we're saying, "Okay, we we understand now w- what was creating challenges in our life and what bad habits we had." Remember, the the litai was the uh, daimon associated with Taurus three. The litai were, were the old hobbled women that followed after eight, who was uh, translated roughly to ruin. So by our rashness, by our by our uh, impatience, we may be creating some challenges for ourselves in our lives. And the litai are, are kind of cleaning up the mess afterwards and saying, "Okay, repent for those sins. Uh, you know, it's time for you to have faith in the process and to offer up prayers." to to be able to overcome some of those hasty actions so this is where we're probably you know those are those things are going to be on our mind with this heliacal rising of mercury okay you know, finding new systems and letting go of the past and, and really figuring out how we can eliminate anything that would threaten what we're trying to bring into fruition and and here's another interesting thing right as mercury is making that heliacal rising it's making a, a, a square to Jupiter and Jupiter's in the overcoming position. This is actually a positive thing. I, I know that squares, you know, we, we, we tend to be like, Oh no squares, but when it's a benefic in the overcoming position to another planet, generally that was seen to be a very, very positive thing for the planet that, that the benefic was making contact with. So again, by leaving those bad habits behind, by, by transitioning into a new experience, uh, you're going to be able to bring honor and merit into your life, which is one of the significations of Jupiter and and abundance, you know, bringing abundance into your life through elimination of some of those, those challenging things that you may have been, you know, unconsciously, you know, pursuing. Okay. All right. So now we're looking at the third of May, Monday, maybe over the weekend, we're getting rid of those bad habits. Mercury will have trans uh, ingressed into Gemini. It's home. So, Really, Mercury is both going to improve its position or its condition by making that evening rise and by moving into its own domicile. So, Mercury is going to be all systems go in the next few days here. So, get ready for a lot of messages and communications that may have been held up in the past and, and some flow returning with that. Now, the challenge is there is a challenge with this, though, because on the third, the sun's going to be making a square to Saturn and Saturn's in the overcoming position. So the other thing that's happening is, is it's supercharged. This aspect is supercharged by the moon conjoining Saturn at exactly the same degree at 13 degrees of Aquarius. That's our last quarter moon phase that we're talking about where we're, there's some kind of conflict that is coming up that we have to try to resolve. You know, oppositions are ones where we have to hold duality squares are of the nature of Mars. We have to kind of, you know, resolve a conflict with, with squares. Uh, There may be something where, you know, this is the friction that causes us to, to make a change. Not necessarily always the case with, with uh, oppositions, which are of the nature of Saturn, where we may be denied something. We have kind of a no that happens with an opposition, but with, with the, the Mars type square, we've got to either have courage to take an action, we've got to make a separation from something and cut something out of our life, or we have to fight for something, right? And in this case, Saturn is going to be putting some some limitations on what we're doing. So the combination of the last quarter moon, which is a, a bit of an existential crisis, Mercury making its evening rise, um, there may be some, may be a, a feeling of, of feeling a little bit blocked Of having to sober up, Um, there may be some confusion over over and some clarity. uh, Excuse me, there may be some confusion over our clarity about our role in certain situations, perhaps related to identity as well. Difficulty working consistently within the system. Um, Yeah, I've been. Been feeling that with doing my taxes and things like that, and figuring out my my role in the astrological community, and my role as far as how I'm going to support myself and my value system, and and kind of the friction that I feel with the what I hope is the purity of my intentions, but also the reality of how the the game works right now or the system works. Um, I have a very idealistic way of thinking about. How we should exchange resources right now, and, and I'm running sort of into a little bit of the brick wall of, um, <laughs> I don't know, a reality check, uh, with with, you know, feeling I'm like I may have to make some compromises down the road as far as like you know what I'm going to need to do to to support myself. Um, but again, that that's part of Saturn's role. It, it tells you, uh, it strips away. Uh, idealism it is the opposite of the sun it is it's not necessarily about hope it's about reality so there could be a conflict between our hopes and our and a reality check with with Saturn and, and the sun being in a square um the news that we are getting from mercury could also bring us a passing depression um and and we really need to return to faith with this uh, I, I know that for me i've been just i've been struggling a little bit with with uh, feeling a little bit depressed over the last week with the full moon and dealing with the emotional fallout of, of like having a family member being sick and emotional roller coaster of that. I think a lot of the times when we try to stay strong and not, not try to completely have an emotional breakdown about something, we can feel it later. Um, this has been true for me. I, I often have a delayed emotional response to things where I try to be strong for people in the moment of a crisis. And then a few days after the crisis has sort of dissipated, I just feel completely drained, and completely like, man, just wrung out. Um, and that's what I've been going through the last few days. Um, I'm, I'm curious if this you feel this way too. I know uh, I, I think I have some friends that probably, you know, deal with things in the similar way. Is uh, in in that crisis moment, you're like, you know, this isn't the time for me to melt down. Like somebody needs me, and and then once the immediate threat has subsided, you're like, "Oh boy, I just am going to collapse on the floor," <laughs> you know, because because that was a lot of energy just to keep that center together, and especially when you over and over again feel responsible for being having to be that emotional center for people. And I think this may be a Cancerian trait in general, or maybe even the Taurus Moon thing. I don't know. Um, let me know if 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 you experience this too. Um, but I think that being in a role of being an astrologer too, we get cast into this role of being the emotional center for people as well. This is, and, and, and I think rightfully so in some ways. I think that's something that I think a lot of us try to cultivate. Uh, we're not perfect at it. We're flawed human beings just like everyone else. But I think there's a reason why we study this. It's not. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are using astrology to really f- better themselves and to, to to really be able to almost detach from the the wheel of fortune to the point where we can see these cycles as as temporary and we can connect to to spirit and we are trying to study the myth and the 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 stories and the the spirituality around it to be able to be a guiding light for people and and um, but again as human beings we're s- subject to the, the twists and turns of these planetary influences as much as we may try to detach from them um this is something i really learned from my teacher achutabhava was he really has a commitment uh, to to i think almost try to detach from the planets like he he has described them like a the vedic tradition would as grabbers or grahas and he he has a lot of things about um detaching from you know, some of their influence and reconnecting with the center of the wheel, which I agree with. Um, but it's it's difficult to do. It takes practice, I think, is the thing. And, and we're all going to fall short of that glory sometimes. And I think that a lot of the astrological community sometimes will, I think, attempt to gloss over the fact that we're flawed human beings and maybe even try to present us something as better you know more than what we are and i think that that can be a real that can be real dangerous Um, and it's dangerous not only for us as a community but for that individual do you know what i'm saying because if you're constantly trying to uphold this illusion of of centeredness and togetherness um they can be a real stressor. And at some point you just melt down. I'm not talking about Achuta. I think Achuta is actually very honest about when when he's not feeling up to snuff. But I think that there may be some others in the community that aren't aren't really, um, I don't know, they have more difficulty with that vulnerability. And I guess if there's other people in the astrological community, my, my plea to you would be, uh, it's okay to be a real person. It's okay to be a flawed person. <laughs> It's okay to realize that we're all going through these things together and, you know, we don't have to have this polished uh, presentation all the time. And it's okay to take a break too. You know, that's what I realized over the last week is sometimes it's okay not to have to be in front of this camera all the time trying to pretend like we have it all together. So I think that's what we're going to be feeling on the 3rd of May with that square with Saturn and the last quarter moon and the evening rise. Um, this also is coinciding a little bit with, uh, the. Uh, I keep wanting to say the moon. I don't know, the moon's on my mind. <laughs> I, got, I got my money on my moon, and my moon, on my mind. Um, so the the sun is going to be conjoining Menkar around that period of time. And Menkar is in a constellation called Cetus, which was the whale, it was in the mouth of the whale this could be where we're feeling a little bit victimized by the flow of life events or hidden forces um, being cast about by that wheel of fortune that I was talking about I, I think that you know even though we're in the mouth it could feel like we're being swallowed up and we're in the belly of the whale um, swallowed up by fate things that are just bigger than us that are out of our control and uh, you know in my research on this fixed star there's a couple of different ways people were looking at it. A lot of them did not really think this was a very fortunate fixed star. Uh, so this could be like being swallowed up by some negative circumstances. You know, Liz Hazel talked a little bit about maybe some unexpected good fortune. So there was at least one author that that thought that there could be some, you know, unexpected you know, good things that come our way. So I'll leave that to you to to tell me what kind of experience you have with that. All right, so the last thing we'll do here to, to wrap it up here is we will talk about the e Ching. And uh, thank you for hanging with me today. Thank you for all of your support. Remember, if you are enjoying these videos, the easiest thing you can do to support me is to hit that like button. Make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Um, we just passed 600 recently, which is very, very cool. Um, I love this community that we have here, and I'm I'm really looking forward to expanding that and to getting to that kind of. It's like a a little bit of a milestone for YouTube uh, to be in the thousand subscriber range because you can open up some things that will help support creators around that period of time. So if you're not subscribed to this channel and you're enjoying this content, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. and if you want to make a, a donation to what I'm doing here, if you want to make a material donation, you can support me at buymeacoffee.com. I also have a Venmo account and a uh, PayPal me direct link if, if you prefer that. I always appreciate your charitable donations. And um, hopefully I am providing value for you here. That, that is my goal and trying to keep it accessible to the most amount of people possible through the the way that I'm doing it here. All right, so we have a number of changing lines in this uh, hexagram. We've got number one. This is the hexagram number 22. All right, so we are looking at line number one. I believe line number three, I'm gonna check my my program here because I did not write the these down properly. Yeah, line number three, and then the top line. Okay, so these are our changing lines. Again, changing lines talk about a, a, a situation that's in flux. We have an initial hexagram 22 that is called beauty, adornment, grace, um, ornamentation, simplicity, inner beauty, persuasion. This is an interesting one because this is uh, really reflects, I think, Venus and uh, her role in Taurus. She she is the nocturnal domicile lord uh, of the. This is her nocturnal domicile, is what I'm meaning to say, and um, there are stories of Aphrodite and how she emerged from sea foam and from the sea. Naked and glowing like this, she was called Phosphorus, the poetic name in in ancient Greek. So she was glowing with that inner essence. And this hexagram really talks about that inner beauty. uh, That some of the questions that Hilary Barrett asked: She says, "How can you make the essence, the inner beauty, right, visible to others? What do you choose to communicate?" That's really, I think, that's an interesting question. As we see Mercury making that. Uh, evening rise. What are you going to put out there? Uh, what kind of uh, essence can you glow with? So this is about outer beauty emerging from from the inner self. Uh, this is about you know Aphrodite glowing like that phosphorescent jellyfish. And she remember she was adorned by the graces when she emerged from the ocean. So she, all she had to do was just be yourself, uh, glow from her inner essence, and that was able to create. Uh, Outer value, so you're you valuing yourself is going to be really important to be able to create the abundance in your in your external life. Um, so being proactive about simplifying your life too. Some of the changing lines in this hexagram talk about how we create beauty in the world. How we are we just putting on a brave face? Are we trying to adorn our external image, or are we? getting in touch with our authenticity and our sincerity. And this was some of the things I was talking about earlier in the, in the podcast is this is, you know, you don't really have to, to, you know, put on this mask for people. I think one of the things that I've found success with is just trying to be as authentically myself as I possibly can warts and all. Um, And yeah, it is for a Leo ascendant, for anybody who has like, some pride issues or, or lots of, uh, I don't know, is easily embarrassed. It can be difficult to, to show your face when you're not feeling at your best. Marilyn Monroe was a Leo ascendant who was notorious for, I think disappearing when she didn't feel at her best. Right. But I think that, I think that it, it just humanizes you a little bit. And this, this, this is really an important thing to remember with this hexagram number 22 So these changing lines, line number one at the bottom says he adorns his feet. He discards the carriage and walks. So so this is about refusing to take the easy way out, practicing self-reliance, having a beginner's mind, um, releasing all the pretense. Okay. Just saying, you know what, this is who I am. I'm going to glow from this essence. I'm willing to like, maybe not be the expert right away. I'm willing to to go through the process and just support myself through my own value system. Okay. Through just like saying, okay, I'm committed to my integrity and to being a whole person, you know, whether it is, uh, beautiful or not. Sometimes again, like Hephaestus, the the process of becoming can be messy. The blacksmith's, um, you know, his anvil and his workshop and his workspace is dirty. You know, to create those beautiful works of art, we've got to, you know, get our hands dirty every once in a while. So I, th- I think that this is about getting rid of all that stuff that, that says, oh, we have to put on this brave face all the time. We have to have these appearances, this perfect Instagram life. Um, you know, this, this. I think that one of the things you have to realize, especially when we're doing something important or we're doing something that 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 we eventually people have respect for. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes to, you know, that you're only getting a brief, brief tip of the iceberg glimpse of when you see it come out on the internet or, or on these videos. Like for example, I do hours of research for every single one of these videos and you get to see the the hour that we engage with here. But, um, and there was, you know, it's not just the research i do just for the video it's the research i've been doing for years and years and years and it's the it's the wrestling with yourself uh where you're like you know saying i don't want to do this today and whining to your family and things like that and you're like i don't want to go on the video you know but but then sucking it up and and showing up again and again and again and again and and that that type of consistency is what go, is what is going to create um Success over time, which is is what the name of this Deccan is is success material success, okay then it's through consistency all right so n- line number three, the next line says adorned and glistening continual perseverance brings good fortune so this is what I was talking about you know again, this could be a time when things may be going well uh it was talking about things going so well that you potentially get lazy so. This is about sustaining effort and devotion, even if things are coming easier to you, all right? Um, Don't don't fall into just pursuing the pleasure and eating snacks and lying on the couch. I I did that for the last three or four days, and I'm probably going to do a little bit of that with the NFL draft, but then I'm going to have to get back to work. So it's kind of like take a break when you need to rest, recover when you need to, but then don't get stuck in it. It's really easy to get stuck in in that uh you know in a in a bad habit, so that's this is why I keep doing this because I just like if I stop, it'll be really hard for me to get started again. This is the inertia present with with Taurus. Remember it's the sign of the bull. it's the temple of the bull with that thousand pound animal. so I would encourage you keep even just showing up for little efforts can help you to overcome the impulse of, of falling into the inertia of a bad habit. Okay. So again, just even if you can just maintain a little bit of, of, of consistency that can go a long way. Line number six says adorned in white, no blame. So this is again, referring back to discarding pretenses, releasing the need to impress people. Just be yourself. It's okay for you just to be you. You're lovable just the way that you are. So ornamentation is unnecessary that's what this adorned in white means your sincerity is going to shine through like Aphrodite you just have to shine like her shine like Venus shine like the the, uh, the, the Venus that is emerging from the ocean and that that beautiful clamshell right and uh, you will be graced with the good things in life if you're uh, you know shining from your true self if you're if you're you know engaging in creative generative activities, it will come back to you sixfold if you if you're coming from a, a an intention to create and to contribute. That's the key. Just r- release that pretense that you deserve to be adorned. you don't have to ask for it. This is the key with Venus when she's in Taurus is she doesn't have to ask for any of this stuff. she' just is. she's worthy of it just for being herself. So the, the less you can like um, force an issue, the less striving, is a, that's another word that comes up in the I Ching, is they, they really encourage aligning with the Tao and the natural forces of rhythm rather than striving for things. Okay. It doesn't mean we don't do things. It just means that we, we understand what is necessary in that moment. And this really leads us, this, these three lines, leads us to the hexagram that we're looking at, number two which is basically three uh, open lines on top of three more open lines. It's, it's utter receptiveness, acceptance, acquiescence, adjustment, nurturing, um, docility, you know, be docile like, like a cow, like a bull, you know, enjoy, enjoy grazing in the fields, all right? It's, it's called earth. And Hilary Barrett asks, how are you being guided? How can you lend your strength So this is about practicing acceptance, enduring change, making adjustments, following the lead of nature. Adapt and respond. Seek to understand something at the core of your being first, and then you'll be able to take the actions that are required of you rather than, you know, trying to paddle upstream. Trust your instincts and your intuition. They say to cultivate things like broad-mindedness, Okay, open-mindedness, broad-mindedness, generosity, devotion, endurance, and receptiveness. A lot of times we miss out on the right opportune moment, the kairos moment that they talk about in Taurus too, because we're not open to it, because we're not, we're we're closed-minded and we say, no, universe, you have to provide for me in this way. This is my vision, and I'm gonna be, it's gonna happen this way. And I think that the people that find success in life are definitely have a goal in mind, but when they, they have instincts too. if we go back to my favorite thing, the NFL draft here, you know, you can be the biggest, burliest, fastest dude, uh, in, you know, on a defense, but if you don't have good instincts, if you don't have a gut feeling as to where that runner is going to run to, or where the quarterback is going to throw the ball and you can't react Okay, in, in, in time, you're not going to make the play. Okay, so, so it's about being able to pivot when, uh, the oper- when, you, when you understand what is required of you. That, that takes being open. That takes being receptive. That takes being like the soft earth, not like the, the hard mountain, the soft earth that we can plant the seed in that is receptive to the seed. The seed is the Kairos moment you have to become like that soft earth that is willing to to receive that seed okay and, then, and the soft earth isn't saying oh no i want a tomato oh no i have to have a, a zucchini or i'm not going to grow anything no the, 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 the earth is like give me whatever seed you got and i'll help you I'll help you grow it help you grow it okay so have an idea of where you're going but but don't get fixated on only one way um, and i think that that is going to really help you through the sun's journey through Taurus too. And again, this is a this is a phase of the lunar cycle where we're going to be releasing and, you know, distributing our goods and our ideas out into the world and getting ready for a new moon that's going to happen roughly the day after the sun moves into the third decan of Taurus. Okay? So we see on May 11th here at the end of the cycle. We're going to have a new moon on May 11th. Okay? So that's really what we're leading up to is a is a new generative moon, okay, where we're able to, you know, maybe bring some things into fruition, or begin that process of really getting down to business. All right, folks, I think that's what I've got for you today. I appreciate you being with with me here today. I appreciate you as a community. Thank you for all the support that you've been reaching out and helping me get through some emotional times here. Thanks for showing up at the live streams. I do those roughly every uh, every uh, full and new moon. Um, I'm putting together, uh, potentially some, some zoom Q and a type of things for, for the community to participate in here. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Maybe a monthly type of Q and a where we can get together in zoom and talk about things. Um, and it, like I said, if you're enjoying this channel, hit that like button, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers, share the channel with your friends, spread the word. That's, that's the way that you can help me out is sharing these, these things is, uh, You know, if you think that you're getting some value from it, word of mouth is really the best way that you can support as well. And if you want to reach out for a reading too, the books are open right now. Um, I'm really enjoying meeting up with clients and helping them work through some of these changes and things of that nature. So there's a book now link on the the video and, and on my website as well. So check it out. If you need a different time than what's on there, I'd be more than willing to work with you. I also offer astrological tutoring. I love teaching and I love helping the people Come to awareness not only of their own chart, but um, being able to help others. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And of course, if you want to make a donation to the work that I'm doing, I, I always appreciate it. Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Imagine we're at the coffee shop, uh, shooting the shooting the breeze, and talking a little astrology, and uh, you know, having a, a good connection in that way. So that's what I've got for you today. Again, as always. Try to be kind to one another. Things work a lot better if you're nice. Um, and be kind to yourself. In Taurus season, that is one of the, 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 I think, the best things that you could do. Value yourself. Um, you know, have a balanced viewpoint of, of what's going on. And don't beat yourself up. You're doing the best that you can. And uh, that's really going to be the starting point to creating abundance and prosperity in your world is that self-worth. All right, everyone. That's what I've got. I'll talk to you the next time. Take care. Peace.